Red State DVD and Blu-ray pre-orders are available now at coopersdell.com. Get exclusive bundle packages featuring posters, soundtracks, t-shirts, signed scripts, wardrobe used in the film, and a chance to be a guest on air with Kevin Smith via Skype. Pre-order Red State DVD and Blu-ray exclusive bundles now at coopersdell.com. Smirch alert, smirch alert, motherfucker, smirch alert. Go to smodcast.com slash smerchandise to get your official Jay and Silent Bob iPhone 4 cases from Casemate. Choose from three different snoogerific designs. We got soft ones and hard ones. Hey, I'm talking about the cases, bitch. All emblazoned with your favorite Smodco icons, Jay and Silent Bob. Snag your iPhone 4 case for $39.99 and protect the precious smodcast.com slash smerchandise yo Canada Jay and Silent Bob are gonna be royally mounting you December 7th in Vancouver December 8th Edmonton December 9th Calgary December 10th Saskatoon and December 11th Winnipeg their comedic maple syrup's gonna be gushing all over your timbits. How's that for a visual, eh? Jay and Silent Bob get old. Live in the Great White North. Linky links to tickets at smodcast.com slash get old in Canada. Hey, Eldborg, Iceland. On November 11th, Kevin Smith will be inside you. Kev is bringing his famous Q&A to Eldborg Main Hall, talking movies, comics, sex, taking a shit, whatever you want to ask about. Hilarity will ensue. Kevin Smith, live at the Eldborg Main Hall in Eldborg, Iceland, on November 11th. Links to tickets for this and all Smodco shows at csmod.com. Yo, Philly, guess who's coming to the city of brotherly love? Hollywood motherfucking Babylon, bitch. Come get your celebrity news, rumors, and Liam Neeson's cock jokes at the World Cafe Live with Kevin and Ralph on Monday, October 17th. Top that steak sandwich with cheese whiz, showbiz, and comedy jizz. Mmm, tasty. Catch Hollywood Babylon at the World Cafe Live in Philadelphia on October 17th. Tickets for this and all Smodco shows at csmod.com. Kevin Smith is bringing his big bucket of wind Q&A show deep in the heart of Texas. September 27th at the Paramount Theater in Austin. Even better, they're going to be filming all you motherfuckers for a special presentation on Epics. Whether you want to know about Clerks, Red State, Hit Somebody, or Eating His Wife's Ass, don't miss Kevin Smith at the Paramount Theater in Austin on September 27th. Tickets on sale now at austintheater.org. Hey, Baston. Jay and Silent Bob are coming to raid your fridge, smoke your weed, and make you laugh hysterically while they do it. How do you like them apples? Friday, October 7th at the Wilbur Theater. Catch Jay and Silent Bob get old. Grab your tickets now by clicking on the link at csmod.com. So, you're saying, yo, sir, dude, I love sir, and I want to show the world. Wear your sir love with our official t-shirts, biatch. Fishies have no eyes. Let us fuck.
Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, The Garmy. There's also posters, action figures. There's so many to choose from. Grab your smirch at smodcast.com. Scroll down and click on Smerchandise. Catch live video clips of Jay and Silent Bob Get Old and Hollywood Babylon on the Kevin Smith blog for the Huffington Post. Huff.to slash Kevin Smith blog. That's Huff.to slash Kevin Smith blog. Yo, Red Bank, New Jersey. Jay and Silent Bob are gonna snooch to your motherfucking nooch. I don't even know what that means. Jay and Silent Bob get old. Live at the Count Basie Theater on October 8th. Special guest, tell them Steve Day. Get your tickets at CountBasieTheater.org. Jay and Silent Bob get old. Live at the Count Basie Theater, October 8th in Red Bank. Word. Want early access to tickets for Smodcast Internet Radio's metric fuckton of live shows? Join Smodcast. For just $4.99 a month, you'll get CD-quality audio of every podcast you hear on Sir ad-free. It's like watching porn without having to fast-forward through that goddamn plot. You'll also get bonus video content and other badass exclusives. Smodcast. Where Smodcast goes save for pay. All the deets at Smodcast.com. Going to New York Comic Con in October? Well, Jay and Silent Bob are giving you one more reason to fangasm. Uh, you might want to clean that up. Friday, October 14th at the IGN Theater. Catch a live performance of the popular podcast, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. Dust off that Batman costume that's three sizes too small. Or, fuck it, don't wear a costume. Just wear some type of clothing, because, you know, you don't want to get arrested. And get ready to enjoy a thick layer of gooey comedy jizz with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, live in New York. October 14th at the IGN Theater. Tickets on sale now. For more info, go to csmod.com.
of the comic book hit the stands in 1968. It's a classic depiction of good versus evil. Notice the square jaw of Slayer, common in most comic heroes, and the slightly disproportionate size of Jaguaro's head to his body. This again is common, but only in villains. The thing to notice about this piece, the thing that makes it very, very special, is its realistic depiction of its figures. When the characters reached the magazine, they were exaggerated, as always happens. This is vintage. Wrap it up. You've made a considerably wise decision. Kid's gonna go berserk. Once again, please. Uh, my son Jeb. It's a gift for him. How old is Jeb? He's four. No. 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 You need to go now. <laughs> What I say? Do you see any Teletubbies in here? Do you see a slender plastic tag clipped to my shirt with my name printed on it? Did you see a little Asian child with a blank expression sitting outside in a mechanical helicopter that shakes when you put quarters in it? No. Well, that's what you see at a toy store, and you must think you're in a toy store because you're here shopping for an infant named Jeb. And one of us has made a gross error and wasted the other person's valuable time. This is an art gallery, my friend, and this is a piece of art.
Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Michael Zapsik, and with me is Ming Chen. And welcome, welcome to our very first inaugural uh, podcast, I Sell Comics, the weekly comics report with Michael and Ming. Hello, everybody. Ming, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been reading comics, Mike. And, well, you should have. Um, actually, right now I feel like I should be checking George Costanza's phone messages. Um, I love this song. Um, we are... What are we... We're here to talk comics. Let's, so, let's so, let's get to it. That's an awesome introduction, Mike. Thank you so much. Thank you. And how about that clip from Unbreakable? I love that, uh, that part where he's like, uh, do you see a... Asian child outside with a blank expression. Did you think that's he was me, about dude? You? Yeah, he was talking that's about That's me. You. That's, that's me sitting on the plastic airplane, putting quarters in a, in a little machine, going going up and down. <laughs> oh, I man. love it. I love it. So uh, we are broadcasting live from a comic book store, live from Jane Sound Bob's Secret Stash in Red the Bank, New Jersey. Comic book store, Ming. The comic book store. And uh, did you hear? Did you hear Kevin? Yes. Kevin Smith called me a library. Or, as we say here in New Jersey, a library. I'm you, um, a library of comic book knowledge. You're more, know you're more than a library. You're, you and Walter are comic book geniuses. Ah, Savants, the rain men of the comic book world. <laughs> Savant and genius as I've said exactly before, the same thing. But I that's mean, okay. you guys have read everything. And, Close to it. And not only that, you've, you remember everything you read. Close to it. Um, you know, everything down, you know, from storylines, obscure characters, um, everything down to, uh, you know, certain panels. I mean, you guys really amaze me. It's, it's a creepy gift, but it's a gift and a curse, man. Why is it a curse? It's because people come to me and say, do you remember this particular panel? And oddly enough, I do. I will remember it, but, um, it's it's the artist gift that uh, makes me see stuff that's not there. Okay. So uh, I will remember things that aren't particular particularly in that panel. Okay. That I thought were. So, so you're schizophrenic then. Um, I've been called. You're that too. seeing things. I I have that are, that aren't there. I see dead people, man. I see dead people. All right. I mean, but uh, I mean, you you and Walter bar none. You know, the the two guys are no comics better than anybody I know. I mean. Um, and uh, that's a pretty Thank good introduction. I mean, you, um, you've been reading for how long? Now? Uh, I learned how to read on comic books. I learned how really? to read. Really? Yes. Um, sequential art was my introduction to the, the written word. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, most people, uh, they start, you know, see spot, see spot run. See spot run. Dick I and Jane. Saw, I got to see Clark fly. So there you are. Mon Pa Kent. Mon Pa Smallville. Kent. So, Ming, why don't you give our, our listeners, our inaugural listeners, uh, a little background on how this pod came to be? Uh, this pod, you know what? This pod came to be because we were forced uh, to do a live show about a week ago. We were thrown in because uh, Brian Johnson, as you know from Tell Him Steve Dave, went off to England and Walt was like, to hell with that. <laughs> Mike, you do the show today. And uh, this is awesome because, Mike, you were the Arthur Fonzarelli of the podcast world. Based on one episode, you got your own podcast on the Smodcast Network. How awesome is that? I don't even have to wear the blue jacket anymore. I know. Or more fittingly, uh, you're the Steve Urkel of the network. Uh, did you do that? Yes. Yikes. You Ooh, did that do that, hurts. Mike. Uh, I am Urkel. Okay. You I did it. Deal with that. You did it. And, I mean, uh, he's, living f he's living fat. Yeah. And uh, during that live show, we actually did talk comics for probably a good 20, 30 minutes. And sure. people, people loved it. You know what? I, I got a lot of tweets this week about people who, you know, just love the comic talk. And they, they love the relaxed Ming. 
Uh, right, nobody coming after me, exactly. tooth and nail. I mean, I, I get enough for that in real life. So you do. So you, know. you will not get tooth and nail here. Right. Um, you know what? Let us. Let's. Uh, let's. Uh, uh, people are wondering how they can talk to us, Mike. Let's give out the Twitter address, Why which don't is. You? Uh, I'm giving yours out right now. Um, our our good buddy Will Wilkins, who runs the network, actually gave us. Uh, he set us up with the I Sell Comics one. I'm going to give him yours today. So sure. I want you to have a, a bajillion followers. I, I would love a bajillion So followers. please tweet us at Michael Zapsic. That's uh, Z-A-P-C-I-C. Michael Zapsic. I mean, that, that name, you have a superhero name, dude. It's it's kind of unique. There's only, actually, there are only four people that I know of who have ever been named that. So. But mom, dad. No, your, actually, your uh, it was grandfather. I've got like a, a 23rd cousin. Okay. Uh, out in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. All right. Big so, shout out to Michael Zapsig in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I mean, you are the me su- and my son. You are the superhero. There you go. You are the superhero. So you can tweet us at Michael Zapsig. Uh, also, um, till three o'clock, we've got the the sermon dot com. Awesome. Pulling stuff for us. T h e s i r m o n. I was checking them out. They're awesome. They are just I love the those, coolest uh, guys. Brad and Chris have uh, you know friends that have been in the family forever, and this was their innovation. And, uh, you know, whatever we're talking about, uh, they'll be posting either an article or photo or a YouTube clip related to that. Very nice. Which will give it uh, a lot more depth. I see right here. Uh, you, you'd like to do a little intro. So how about I introdu- introduce you? Sure. Because, um, you know, there are uh, people, um, peop- uh, you know, we're Jay and, uh, Jay and Kevin are, uh, you know, they're like the walking dead. They're icons. And, yeah, exactly. They're, and uh, we're the, uh, what do they call it, the follow-up or the lead-in. They're the lead-in. Yes. So there, there are probably a billion people out there listening that okay. have no idea who the hell we are. So right. you go first, Michael. I'm going to introduce go Mr. Ming Chen. Mr. Ming Chen introduce is me? Asian design major. I am. Uh, uh, my name is Ming. I, I've been working for Kevin, uh, working for and with Kevin for about 15 years, designing and uh, running most of the websites. And uh, you know, doing a lot of lot of odd stuff, man. If uh, one day, one uh, you know, one day I should talk about that or write about it. No, I'm not going to do that. The tell-all book. The tell-all book. I don't oh, need don't the tell-all book. No, no, no. But uh, it's it's a very interesting position because it leads me to here behind a microphone. Right. And um, and uh, yeah, and uh, I coincidentally, I'm also the. The Asian who knows how to press buttons. <laughs> so, uh, you know, by default, uh, I'm here on almost every podcast. So Two you, sweetest words in the English language. You may have heard default. me on uh, Tell Him Steve Dave where I'm the punching bag, whipping boy, or, uh, you know, token uh, Asian. And, uh, you know, and we had a little podcast called Puck Nuts, which is coming back some in some shape or form. <laughs> you we'll talk are about determined, that bound and determined to bring back Puck Nuts. We'll talk about that later. Okay. But in terms of comic book knowledge, um, you know, sometimes I'll step behind the counter here and make transactions when uh, you were not here or sick. And Walter has to step out, so I have dealt with customers. Trying to deepen my comic book knowledge, I mean, you uh, I'm. If I'm to make an analogy, you're the John Holmes to my Ming Chen, okay. I guess, in terms of comic book knowledge. I'll learn you. Uh, you know, I've been in and out um, maybe since I was six. and um, Got some mixed metaphors going here. I have, a, I, I have a lot to catch up on. Okay. I have a lot to catch up on. And, um, you know, it's, and it's a fun thing to catch up on. So, yeah, it is. So, uh, you know, hopefully with this podcast, you know, with the upcoming show, I, I really have to increase my knowledge. And I don't want that to sound like an obligation or anything. Um, because uh, it's just uh, it's a more of a time factor for me. Sure. Reading books takes a while, so uh, so that's me. Here I am, and there you are. Yeah, and you, Mike. 
I'm Michael Zapsik, and I've worked here at Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash for closing in on a decade now. Yes. I've worked here part-time for I think the first two years that I was here. I worked for the um, the online uh, Jay and Silent Bob merchandise. Yeah, so you were oh so close, but not quite exactly. here with the books. Boom, right here. Then... I mean, Somehow you, parlayed my uh, my good fortune into working here full time. Yes, um, you know, rubbing elbows with Walter Flanagan. Yes, yeah, you love it. Living the dream, man. Living, Living the, dream. the dream. Whenever someone comes in on a Saturday and says, "Is Walt Flanagan here?" I'm the face you see every yes. other Saturday, and that crestfallen look on your face when you say, Is "Walt Flanagan here?" and I tell you that you're stuck with me. Precious. <laughs> Um, but you, uh, you, you love talking to the customers, own getting this, uh, I do. helping them out, um, seeing what kind of books they might be into. I do. I mean, it's... you are, uh, you are. I, I would say you're the opposite of the Simpsons comic book guy. I'm Mr. Glass. You are. You're not. No, you're. <laughs> you're David. Uh, David Dunn, dude. You're no Mr. Glass. You're the David Dunn, and you're not afraid of water. I'm not afraid of water. No, you engage people. You help them out. You, uh, I've never seen you uh, be condescending or, uh, you know, hey, can I read this? No, you may not. <laughs> never. Please put that back behind never. the counter. Never. Do not um, lean on the glass. And uh, so, you know, I attribute all our great sales here at the store to you. All of them? You know, most of those people you help out, they buy something, right? Uh, mostly. Right. If I don't insult them too much. And uh, if you're still with us, uh, you know, if you're not a comic book fan, uh, you know, we're, we're going to... Talk about pop culture. Oh, we've got uh, pop culture. TV, movies, all that kinds of cool shit. We've too. got something for everybody. So that's you know that's what we love. That's what Mike loves. Love pop culture. Yeah. Right on. So let's talk about your first exposure to comic books. Maybe. My first exposure, Mike, was uh, when I was in first grade. Uh, a school friend of mine gave me a copy of uh, Avengers number 214, 214? which I still have. That's awesome. You know, uh, because I don't throw anything out. That's good. Now, a while back, um, Walter had actually asked me what my first comic was, and I can only describe it vaguely. Uh, the cover was uh, Ghost Rider right. uh, taking down Iron, Iron Man, Man. I think, right. uh, or is it Archangel or Angel in the background, kind of like going, oh, yeah. no. And uh, I had no idea what issue, and I had no idea when it came out. And within seconds, you guys you guys knew. Oh, yeah. that's It was such a... It was, uh, it was, it was, you know, it was like me describing that a car was blue, and you guys telling me everything about it. There you go. Yeah, it Mazda. Was, it's a Mazda. It was 626. eerie. And not only that, but you guys pulled it out from the back issues. Yeah, and showed that it helps. To me. It was pretty amazing. So that, I mean, that's just kind of the depth of knowledge that you guys have. Uh, then I kind of fell out until high school when uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out, mm-hmm. and uh, I think everybody got into them then. Uh, you know, a bunch of bunch of ass kicking Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Who couldn't resist that? No one. And uh, you know, and they brought in the audience. It got all, it got kids like me. I was fourteen, fifteen, the teens, and the college kids in, obviously. And then when they dumbed it down for the little kids, with the pizza and the the, uh, the really colorful cartoon. Then it's time to get out. Then the kids got in. Um, and then I had friends who were in the. Uh, I was. I had a friend who was into the X Men. Loved Wolverine. Um, I think the one panel that will never leave my mind is that Wolverine trying to go through a metal detector. <laughs> And uh, the 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 TSA guy going, sir, can you empty your pockets? And you know the 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 joke in that is uh, his bones are made out of metal, right? So that ain't gonna work. No, but he had that card. Yes. He had, um, what card? He had one of those um, the cards that uh, if you have like a metal hip. Oh, that that yeah. okay. All right. Uh, then I, I remember f- that book. Yeah. Yeah. Then I fell out again. Uh, got back into college with uh, preacher. 
and uh, those lame-ass comic books, uh, Gen 13 and Deviate. I mean, uh, at the time, you know, uh, Image was cool, so it was cool to read Image comics. So I got into that, and then that's I f- questionable, but yeah, okay. Then, I, then I fell out again, and uh, here I am. I'm, I'm getting back uh, my favorite titles right now: Why the Last Man, Walking Dead, Ex Machina, and I'm really uh, I'm trying to get it back in. The, you know, the DC Fifty Two is uh, something I'm trying to get into right now. Yeah, DC Fifty Two is uh, big news now. Yeah, a lot of people they're doing. It's called a reboot. Yes. Um, sort of doesn't feel like a reboot, but we'll go into that a little bit uh, later. Yes, we got some um, some questions that people have posed uh, about pop culture. Okay, there's a gentleman, and uh, take it away, Mike. Okay, um, you need your glasses for this? I do. Actually, no. I just need to know who tweeted this. Oh, eh, we'll figure it out. We'll later. figure it out. Okay, read, read the text. Um, it's three separate uh, tweets because he was very very uh, animated about this. Remember in The Matrix where Cypher goes in to make that deal with the Matrix robot to sell everyone out? Who plugs him in? That's remember the question? That you, remember that you need an operator and someone to plug you into The Matrix. How did Cypher get into The Matrix with no help? And then he goes on to say, Michael, discuss that shit because it doesn't make sense. Cypher That's got the into question? The Matrix and out again without help from anyone on this the dude, ship. This dude's pissed about something that came out... Over ten years, four. Uh, Matrix came out in ninety-seven. Yeah. two thousand fourteen years ago. Yes. I don't know. I, maybe uh, you know that one of the one of those squid thingies came in. No, no, I don't think pushing so. Pushing them on there. Uh, well, why not just kill everybody while they were sleeping? Um. Okay. Yeah, that could work too. There you go. That's too violent. Why not just unplug <laughs> the Ted thing in the back? Well, here's uh, my here's not like what this, I have to Mike. Say to, not like this. Yes, well, here's what I have to say about that. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Hawkeye. Um. I think everybody's overlooking that Cypher was indeed the chosen one. He could get in and out. He was the real chosen one, not Neo. Okay. So he sold out even though he was the chosen one. Okay. Who said there has to be just one chosen one, even though the name would imply? Uh, I think, um, you know, uh, Morpheus. The Wachowski brothers? Well, yeah. Morpheus did. Well, they're not brothers anymore, Mike. They're All brother right. and sister. All right. The Wachowski twins, triplets, uh, whatever you want to call yeah, them. Yeah, okay. What's Wachowski family? <laughs> okay. So there you go. That's, that's that's my that's answer. Your, Cypher, that's the first. Cypher that's what was, we're opening with. There we go. That's what we're opening with. Well, yeah. Wow. You know, now I know what it feels like to be Walt. Okay. So I'm coming after you for oh, bringing up the wow. Matrix. I know that was. I'm just going in sequential order. All right. Well, I I, I want to get you. I want to get back to the comics, man. What was your first exposure besides? Uh, who gave you your first book? Oh my god. How did you fall in? Uh, actually, it was. And uh, unlike me, how did you stay in? Because I've uh, you know I discussed my history. I fell in and out like five times. You did. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, um, most of it was financial. Okay. When I was reading, comics were a quarter. When right. the G.I. Joe's were out in 84, I think it was a quarter. Then it went up to 50 cents. Then it went up to 75. And they're, they're fucking three ninety nine now. Yeah, they it's are. It's tough. Well, two ninety nine. Uh, Okay. They're towing the line at two ninety nine. Okay. Uh, here you go. Uh, I My first exposure to comic books, my brother had borrowed a stack. My brother David borrowed a stack of Iron Man and... Uh, I think Avengers okay. and Captain America's from a friend of his down the street. And I thought that this was the coolest thing. I'm, I'm three, three. Yeah. Um, hazy memory. Sorry. But I was about three years well, old you were three. and, um, I ruined those comic books because I grabbed, ruined, let me I grabbed a, uh, wet them or nope. Well, I grabbed a pair of scissors 
three-year-old with a pair of scissors. Um, my parents. Right, great parenting. Exactly. <laughs> you got not, uh, not about to, uh, to win parent of the years, but, um, and I, I cut them up cause I wanted some of the panels out of there okay. and I thought they were cool. And my brother freaked out on me cause he had to pay for the, sure. The, he had to pay for the comic books sure. to, to get them back. And there were no such thing as comic stores back in the okay. day. You know, this is back when you, you had to go to the squeaky rack store. So, right, let me, uh, there you go. Atta boy. Um, and I think my father spotted me. It was like $6 of comic books. And please don't forget that comic was, comic books were 15 cents a piece back then. So you got a huge stack. So then. I, yeah, that I went was a lot, that's a lot of booty right there. Yeah. But if I think back now on all the comic books that I destroyed, the hundreds and maybe even thousands of dollars of comic books that well, I eventually you mean eventually, right? But um, I mean, did you cut up a Hulk one eighty one? For instance, no, no, I would have been seven then. Okay, so, and I would have kicked my own ass. Okay, so, um, but and from there it just people found out I loved comic books. So for birthdays, uh, whenever I got sick, my father would stop and get me a. Uh, a stack of comics. All right, so your your parents encouraged this. Uh, they did because my father believed that um, even if you're reading comic books, no matter what you're reading, you're still reading. Which, um, you that's, know, I I took awesome. from him, and yeah, it's awesome because my parents were the opposite. So why are you wasting your money on that bullshit? <laughs> and that's the coincidentally that's why I fell in and out so many times. And look where you are now. I know. I know. <laughs> you're so on. You're about to be the star of a uh, a show, comic centric. All right, well, so, let's not go nuts here. You're the star. I'm just, uh, again, I'll be the whipping bag, whipping uh, boy. See, you're, you're just writing yourself in there as the whipping boy. Yeah. Now I'm trying to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get back in the comics. I'm trying to get people listening here back in the comics. Okay. And, uh, I think this, uh, DC 52 reboot is probably going to be a good step. Okay. For me and other people. Uh, our buddy here, Mano Geek Studio asks, uh, please attempt to explain the DC 52 timeline because it confuses the hell out of me. Uh, Which uh, I'm in agreement with that. Uh, actually, that makes three of us. I'm oh, not okay. quite sure where it is because <laughs> please don't forget that it's just the first issue of 52 separate titles. Okay. Um, what I'm going to do in about 20 minutes is – and if anyone can get some DC editorial listening to us, I've got a free way for DC Comics to make sense of this reboot. And it's it's free. They can have it. And um, – so get him on the horn. Okay, we'll call up. But who's the there who's the EIC as DC? Uh, the the big man in charge would yes. be Dan Didio. All right, Didio. So somebody get Didio listening. Well, and, uh, we'll uh, get Didlio. There you to, go uh, to listen to the show. But uh, the timeline hasn't um, straightened itself out yet. Okay. So it seems like Batman and Robin is different is a different timeline than Detective. Okay. That's the way it feels to me. Okay, I got you. And uh, if they're all on the same page. It doesn't make any sense because Justice League is five years prior. Right. At, at least that's what they said. Okay. So, and realize that superheroes in the DC universe as of now have only been around for, say, five years. That's it? That's it. Okay. All right. Right on. Yeah. Now, next question. I've got okay. somebody Go else ask me um, if I were to write The Dark Knight Rises, what villains would I use? Would the Joker be in it? And uh, what would the story be? Okay. Go. So, Go um, for it. This is uh, something that I thought was really cool. When I first saw um, the, um, the Dark Knight, Yeah, I was like, oh, this is 
there's only one place they can go. And, and the third one is Hunt the Dark Knight. Okay. And if, if I were doing the, uh, the movie, I would not use one villain. I'd use a bunch of second and third tier DC superheroes just hunting Batman. And him taking him out with like very little sweat. Okay, they're uh, they're opposed to vigilant vigilantism. Well, I mean, I mean, they're technically vigilantes themselves. So, okay, but you know how Commissioner Gordon's, you know, said Batman's now public enemy number one in Gotham, and so you have all these guys coming in, and, and they put a bounty on his head. Yes, even though Gordon is secretly on his side. Right. He's got a bunch of these guys coming out trying to claim the bounty on Batman and, and just have fight after fight after fight. And it's and that two hours of fighting. Two two hours of fight. Actually, no. And then have um, actually there would be a villain someplace, but um, wouldn't they become the villain at that point? Uh, or maybe he's the villain. Well, I would. I There's would no say, good without bad, Mike. Yeah, but you got um, he's the perceived bad. Okay. So you've got all these uh, second and third tier yeah, I mean, good guys coming after him, like Blue Beetle, Booster Gold. <laughs> Okay. And uh, he just takes him out with like little or no fight because he's the goddamn Batman. Right. He is the vengeance. But he is the once, once he, uh, he kicks all their asses, they send their big gun after him. Uh, a Christopher Nolan eye Superman. Ooh. That would be And awesome. you have like a, a throwdown like nobody's business. And then someone comes out of the. Um, who would be the best person to step out of the, um, the shadows then? Yeah, isn't, isn't Lex that a, Luthor? Isn't that a comic- Wouldn't that be great? A Lex Luthor okay. villain in in Batman? Because I mean, I think we've seen him to death in the Superman movies. So, likes the bald head. Yeah. Too much of the shiny bald head for you. Yeah, a little. Isn't that much. a common question? Maybe even in the store, like who would win, Batman or Superman? Like, come on. Uh, you know what? It's uh, <laughs> you know how Walt feels about those questions, right? We try not to. Right now, uh, Tyron. Tarantanic asks, Mike, what was the point of DC's Flashpoint series since it seems to have nothing to do with any of the new books? Uh, good question, and <laughs> hopefully they'll, yeah. they'll make that uh, abundantly clear in the months to come. There's that shadowy, hooded figure at the end of Flashpoint. Okay. And, uh, you know, I got – oh, I'm sp- – uh, here's a little reminder. I'm supposed to kick your ass and keep you on topic when it comes to – Yeah, books. so I'm not going to derail so you. Uh, I have a I, nervous energy. I tend gotcha. To so keep – go – uh, Flashpoint was, um, as a standalone series, was pretty cool. You know, you had Barry screw up the timeline and uh, uh, Barry, Alan, Barry Allen Barry the Allen, Flash. Barry Allen the Flash okay. screwed up the timeline. Barry Allen the Flash has to fix it. Okay. So um, he kind of does, but somehow, and I'm not sure how, but uh, <laughs> the DC 52 reboot comes about. And that'll explain it all. And somewhere down the line, it's supposed to explain it all, but it it's not solidified. Okay. It doesn't say that this lady, whoever the hooded figure is at the end of the the comic series, that she, you know, reboots the uh, the whole time the fifty two universe. Okay, right? the universe or makes a multiverse. Okay. So, so right you gotta on. have you got a question mark there? Big okay. question mark hanging out there. All right. And uh, we've been asked. I don't know if uh, I don't know if you read it, read them or not. We've been asked. We will uh, cover indie comics at all. Do you read any any comics? Do you have um, uh, any favorites? Such um, as uh, I I like The Walking Dead. Uh, that's an image comic. It's one of the. It's not the big two, so I consider them kind of an indie comic. That's really sort of okay. It's black and white. Um, okay. I mean, when I think indie, I think of uh, like the old Ashcans or um, or you know our friend Big House Comics. Big House who Comics. We sponsored. Uh, we've sponsored us before. 
Big House Comics, old soldiers. Yes, old soldiers. Awesome. Yes. I like old soldiers. Justice anyone, is coming, Mike. If anyone's got a um, a question about old soldiers. Yeah, that's an indie comic. So, all right, see, see there, brother? We just covered it. There you go. Uh, so I think the answer is yes. Okay. Are there any of note right now? Any any indie comics of note? Uh, I think we right just now? said old soldiers. Uh, there is uh, one of my favorites, Constellation Park. Constellation Park, our yeah. friend uh, Chris Ladarno, who must be a penis Scott pants Meany, right, right now. Hope Are you so. you're why, in the comic? Why am, am I in the comic? Yeah. No, I said oh, okay. I said Scott Meany. Oh, Scott Meany. Okay. Yeah. Right on. And uh, I mean, the only one that comes to mind is not really an indie comic anymore, but Mad Men. Or before that, wasn't that part of a Flaming Carrot Comics? Or, yeah, there uh, were. Uh, does that count as indie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, they're not the big two, so. Okay. Right on. All right. What's your next question, Mike? Um, you got anything? Somebody asked me what cartoon what saturday morning cartoon from my childhood i would like to see as a major that's a great question uh, a major motion picture um my answer is none, none? come none. on pick, you gotta pick one there's nothing i want to see bastardize that much and and take my fond memories really? as a child because did you see land of the lost I, uh, I caught parts of it, which yeah, it was terrible yeah i caught yeah, parts Wolf, of it too. Uh, our buddy will ferrell could not save that film i i'm not it took everything that was good and wholesome about my childhood and ground it up in a garbage disposal. No offense That's to Will Farrell, but harsh? Yeah. Harsh but true. Life is harsh sometimes, man. I get, you can't pick one? There are a lot of great cartoons, um, man. I remember I, I would get up at freaking 6 in the morning and start all the way up until uh, I mean, I remember stuff running on CBS till 1, maybe? Noon yeah. Or 1? Yeah. Well, they had that um, uh, weird movie from, yeah, on CBS, mov- weird movies from overseas. Yeah. And, um, all right. Uh, I mean, I, I got, I got a ton. Um, the, uh, definitely the Super Friends. I think the, uh, the Wonder Twins should get some kind of screen time somewhere. See, uh, a CG Gleek or, you know, a real purple monkey running around. Super Friends. I'm talking Super I, Friends. I, I you <laughs> know what? Actually, I'd much rather see, uh, Space Ghost or, uh, Space even Ghost. The Impossibles would be a great. If you're going Hanna Barbera. How about the Herculoids? The okay. Herculoids would be, if I had to, if you put a gun to my head and said, pick one, I would put Herculoids up there. Yeah, or, uh, you know what, if not Super Friends, then, uh, did you, Mike, did you ever watch the cartoon about the Rubik's Cube when that was huge? Oh my god, yeah. That's uh, the one I would like to see. Rubik's Cube, or how about Cubert? Uh, Cubert, yeah, I mean, yeah, the ones that were ma- thinly veiled commercials, yes. just as cartoons. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you remember this, Mike, but the Rubik's Cube cartoon. Uh, I guess the Rubik, the cube, I think he came from outer space and some kids found him or some shit like that. Uh, but the the main climax plot point was uh, whenever he got messed up, whenever somebody dropped him and all the colors got messed up, he would turn back into just a, an inanimate cube until somebody could uh, figure out the colors and make him, bring him back to life. So that's uh, that would be my second pick. That would be. Yes. Anything, anything? No, you can't pick one. I did. Herculoids. Oh, Herculoids. If I had to, it's the Herculoids. All right. Who do you cast as? Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't watch the Herculoids. Viggo so. Mortensen is as, uh, as Herculoids. Xandar. Xandar. All right. Or, or Dun- did you ever watch the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon? No. That, that would was be Willie a- Ames, wasn't it? He was one of the voices. Was he the and voice? Donnie Most. Both really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I Check know. on your IMDb. Come All on. Right. I mean, one of them probably had to be Eric, the bumbling wizard, and I guess Donnie Most would probably have to be. I think he was uh, the Merlin. archer. The archer? No, yeah. the archer was cool, man. The archer was like the Fred. Somebody help me of out. Dungeons here. and Dragons. F- the Fred? Uh, oh, yeah, you mean you like know. on Scooby? On Scooby Doo. Yeah. Not like Fred Mertz. 
No, not like Fred Mertz. Okay. No, but uh, the Dungeons and, and Dragons. Fred Mertz was a sexy man. man. You know, uh, yeah, that would have been awesome. So, what else you got, Mike? Okay, um, I've got that uh, Jose Manuel. He asked me, uh, one of his favorite books is Superman Birthright. Okay. Uh, what is one of my favorite, um, superhero origin comics? And that's a, that's a good one. I like Green Lantern Rebirth. Okay. That brought Hal Jordan back to prominence in the DC universe. Yeah. Who was it before Hal? It was Kyle Rayner. Okay. And it, it was still Kyle Rayner afterwards, but it, Jeff Johns did a great job integrating everybody, all the, the stuff that, there was a petition out there when Hal went nuts um, as Parallax. Uh, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, see um, Green Lantern, Emerald Knights. Oh, that's awesome. You're the asterisk. There you go. There's the asterisk. See. Editor's note. And um, What was that again? Green Arrow? No, it was Green Lantern. Oh, Green Lantern. I'm sorry. Green, Green Lantern. Lantern um, there was Emerald Knights and Emerald, Emerald Dawn. Okay. Emerald Twilight, really. A whole bunch of Emerald stuff. But um, they had... Um, they had to figure out a way to bring him back. And Jeff Johns did it, and he didn't sacrifice anybody. It would have been so easy to kill the entire, uh, kill Kyle Rayner, kill uh, anybody else who had been a Green Lantern sure. up to that point. But they didn't do it. He didn't do it. He was ingenious. He, he is. And he's one of the architects of the new DC-52. So that's pretty cool. Good on you, Jeff. Awesome. Somebody says, come on, guys, Thunder would make a good movie. Thunder, Thunder, you know what? Barbarian. Now that I think about it, but, but that's uh, kind of derivative of uh, Star Wars because that Ukla yeah. was, was the Chewbacca character, and Ariel was the girl. Princess Leia was the girl. <laughs> the girl. Yeah. She was a um, she was kind of freaky. Yes, Mike uh, Nayman XXX asks: uh, Fear itself is coming to an end. Any thoughts? Uh, um, <laughs> that, you're that broken what, up. Huh? There you go. No, um, to be honest with you, they they killed off Bucky Barnes, and this time we've got a body to prove it. Okay, so, he's not uh, com- he's not coming back. He, he, I don't think he's coming back. I mean, on anytime this one. soon, somebody will find a way. Eventually, okay. But um, it's fear itself. It it didn't really grab me as far as uh, the big um, event comics go. I I like the concept. But it was a little too scattered. And I think that's part of the problem with some of these event books is that there's so many tie-ins. Uh, I want a streamlined book. Yeah. Like uh, Blackest Night was all over the place as well. But the, the main title was very cohesive. Um, you didn't have to remember a lot of stuff. Right. Just tell a straight story. Yeah. I hear you. But unfortunately, it took like forever to get that book out too. Right. So, And... I'm looking at it from with a, a jaundiced eye because, <laughs> uh, you know, being a retailer, I, I see the books and, and whether or not they're shipping on time, uh, whether there's a delay. Right, you're uh, you're seeing greens. You yes, know? you're seeing dollar signs. We are, and yeah. you know, you've got customers to keep happy. I do. How many um how many people are on on the stash pull list? Would you say at this point? Our stash pull list, it's um, pretty big. We we gotten uh, quite a few. Um, returning uh, people who came in after the DC-52. Oh, okay, so, cool. Uh, very cool. What do you got there, Mike? A note? A secret message? Or is I it a did. threat? Um, if, are we being robbed? No. Nope. Mike's just been handed a mysterious note. Which <laughs> A friend of mine popped into the studio to, to watch us 
So, Record. Yes. I know. Gentleman I haven't seen in about two years. I know. Uh, 100% exciting, isn't it? Well, I'm trying to stay on topic here. Man. Yeah, I know. I know. Here's another one. Black Lanterns versus Marvel Zombie. Yes. Who uh, who comes Joey out? Joey Catamora. Who Hello, perf- Joseph. Who prevails, Mike? Uh, Black Lanterns versus Marvel Zombies. I would have to say that the Black Lanterns um, have the slight edge here. Okay. Just because of the uh, the ring. Okay, why uh, why the ring? Uh, Mike, you're getting so easily. I am. I am here. shiny, shiny squirrels running around. Um, mm-hmm. The 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 ring um, kills people. So there you go. And it's not necessarily if uh, a Marvel zombie takes a bite out of you, he's going to devour you whole. Okay. So there you go. And if a Black Lantern dies, he becomes or a Black Lantern kills somebody. That person he kills becomes a Black Lantern. Awesome. So there you go. All right, somebody's sleeping better tonight, Mike. Just because they know that. And How Mike, horrible is I've that? been informed that the Wonder Twins was done in live action in an episode of Smallville. I didn't know that. Are you a fan of Smallville? I, uh, I think I watched the first two episodes and I kind of tuned out. You know what? I, I catch, um, catch. I caught Smallville um, sporadically. Yeah. I was. Um, it's a lot to. You know, it, it's a big chunk of your time to to follow. Sure, one up. hour, one hour a week. Sure. Exactly. I mean, you know. Well, when you're uh, when you got books to read, books like to real, read. real storylines to follow. Exactly, and you've got kids who take up a lot of your time. Yeah, there you go. Right. Uh, oh, our, our buddy Mike at Wonder Brothers, who uh, did our zomb- zombie photos, and uh, Mike, huge, good man, huge fan of the uh, the, the Smodcast Network, incredible artist. And a great Smodcast artist as well asks, uh, five comics, top five comics of all time. Of all time. Is that, wow. That's, that's well, a... top five comic, five, top five books, characters. I'm lines? assuming he's like top five comic books. Yeah. Uh, I would have to say, uh, Amazing Spider-Man uh, 121, okay. Death of Gwen Stacy. Uh, um, J- JLA one, that's, number one. That's a tough question, right? Yeah, no, it's a hugely tough question. Yeah. But keep going. I'm sorry. No, not at all. JLA, uh, Grant Morrison, Howard um, Porter. Let's see the. I, I I can do story arcs. Sure. Um, whatever whatever you got, Mike. There you go. The Great Darkness Saga from the Legion of Superheroes. That was a, a really good story arc. Dark Phoenix Saga. That's okay. four, and number five is. Um, Let's say the death of Superman. Okay. That was, it was a, a solid story, but it was it was pretty much uh, comic book changing. Okay. That changed the comic landscape. Okay. I don't know if I have five, but uh, I can pull a couple out of my ass. Uh, Walking Dead, uh, it's book seven. Okay. It's awesome. I'm trying to remember uh, why I loved it so much, though. Uh, I think that's one. I can't remember if that's was- the the prison where they find the prison. I know, I know. All I know, all I remember is all hell breaks loose. Okay. I mean, not again, but like really awesome that time. Oh wait a minute, are you talking about where they the helicopter goes down? Uh, that yes. Okay, actually there you it go. is. Yeah. All right, I I don't want to give away too much. Oh, well, see, no spoilers, folks. Okay. Yeah, if you haven't read it, I mean, if you're not reading Walking Dead, if you're missing out, you're missing out. I uh, I mean, if you're not in the comics right now, if you're, or if you're on the fringe like I am, go pick up book one. And uh, and the the next thirteen will follow. I guarantee it. Absolutely. I would almost give you your money back, but uh, not until uh, we're in season four of the show, <laughs> and I'm making Snooky. 
Snooky money. Snooky money. That, you know. You're going to Rutgers and uh, just talking Walking Dead. Yes. Atta boy. Yes. Um, so six. season if if uh, our reality show goes season four, Ming will uh, front you the. We'll front you, Dead yeah, for the next thirteen issues. There you go. Uh, two through fourteen. If you don't like it, that's awesome. I mean, you got to be truthful about it, though. Call Walter at uh, Jane Silent Bob Secret Stash and tell him that Ming's fronting you. Yes. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one, you know, which got Very me back in the comic. Yeah, I mean, just so so different than anything that was out there. Plus, um, I mean, anything with ninja ninja crap in it will always get me. I don't know if it's the Asian in me or anything. I mean, you're, you're talking to a kid who, uh, in, I think, 1983, there was a uh, TV show about ninjas called The Master. I remember that. Lee Van Cleef. <laughs> was he the old the master? He was, and it was uh, one of the Van Patten kids too, wasn't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it was t- Timothy Van Patten. I believe it was Timothy. There you we lo- go. I know you love the Van. Oh Patton my God, family. the Van uh, Dick Van Patten. Yes, I know you love the Van Patten family. But, uh The master uh, Okasa, the uh, the the evil guy. It was oh, what a great show! And it only lasted one season. Yeah, is that on DVD? If not, I'm bootlegging it. Uh-oh. I'm saying it right no, now. The, <laughs> go. Yeah, the estate oh. of Lee Van Cleef is coming right after you, man. Yes, I hope they're not listening. <laughs> uh, I mean, I hate to say this, but, uh, you know, Gen 13, number one. There you go. Well, uh, you know what? It got you into comics, didn't it? Uh, it got me back, yeah. Getting uh, back to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yes. I think I tried to touch on this before uh, in last week when we were doing it live. Yes, and, we're still doing it live. And Well, I mean, we were doing per diem. Yes. But... The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles origin story tied closely in with Daredevils. I yes, don't know if you knew I, that. I did. Um, I actually <clears throat> read that it was it was in a trade with Big Prince, so I think it was for little kids. Right. Uh, but uh, the origin of that was um, when he got struck with that cylinder. Of- yeah, there was a there was a there was a truck full of toxic waste barreling mm-hmm. down the street. Uh, Matt Murdock pushes someone out of its an path. old man, an old man out of his Stanley. Path. Uh, okay, in the movie version, yes. <laughs> Toxic Ray falls off the truck, breaks open. Uh, some of it splashes into Matt Murdock's eyes. And then it uh, also happened to hit four tiny turtles and a rat. And a rat. And that's how that was a convenient way to, uh, to introduce both of them, I guess. Didn't they retcon the rat's origin? He was a samurai who had been <laughs> cast in a curse. I don't know. That's stretching it. Yeah. Right there. I like the, the Toxic Ooze. Now, that was, I don't know who, that was Marvel. That was all Marvel, though, right? To, uh, or. I, who was that? To, because that wasn't Eastman no, and Laird's. It was. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah. Okay. But they tied it into it, and it was it was really well done. All right. So now, where did all this pizza and all that bullshit come in? Uh, that's <laughs> I don't <laughs> okay, know, Domino's. Uh, there, okay. There's a tie-in. There you go. They were they were going for a little uh, endorsement money. Okay. And then uh, you know, then they made the movies, and then they kind of fell out. And now, uh, then they 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 seem to come back in every what five ten years. Yeah. The turtles. Yeah, they get a reboot. Okay. And are yeah, they the, are they back in the upswing now the big that I'm one. reading? Yeah, they um there is an, a new uh comic out. An ongoing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Uh how far are they into it? Because uh, I might issue jump two. Back. Oh okay, so I can jump back into it. You can it. jump back All right, into so it. If you were, or wait till the trade. Or yeah, which yeah. is what I usually do. Which you exactly. Right on. That's why I said that. Right on. I um uh, I wanted to talk cons, Mike. New York Comic Con's coming up. New York Comic Con uh, is coming. November thirteenth to sixteenth, I yes. believe. Up at the Jacob Javits Center. And who are their special guests? Special guests are uh, well, Kevin Smith. Yeah. 
Jason Mewes. Yes. They're going to be doing a Jane Sound Bob Get Old there. That's awesome. So if you want to see it, uh, go to csmod.com. There you go. It's going to be pretty sweet. Uh, who are the other special guests, Mike? Um, I don't know. One yeah, of my favorites, Mark Hamill's going to be up there. Oh, all right. Felicia Day is going to be up there. That's awesome. What's Mark? Is he plugging anything, or is he just there to make money? Or to just... be honest with you, I'm not quite sure. He's, He's there usually... because he is just Mr. He is Mr. Media. He is he is so much comic creds. It's I mean, aside from the Star Trek, a uh, Star. Oh Star my Wars. God, Star Wars stuff. <laughs> I had Star Trek on the brain. Okay. Um, aside from the the Star Wars stuff, right? Uh, he was the voice of the Joker. Okay. Um, and the Emmy award-winning voice of the Joker. Yes. Uh, for Batman the Animated Series. He yes. also played the trickster in not only the live-action Flash television show back in the 90s, but he was also um, the trickster on Justice League Unlimited. Right on. It was awesome. He's he's just a, a phenomenal voiceover guy. He's the man, and uh, yeah, I guess he's a com. Is he a a bona fide comic book fan? Yes, or? he also uh, wrote a, an arc. I forget the name of it. Um, you could probably pull it up, but he wrote um, the Black Pearl. I think it was called. Okay. And uh, it's out of print now, but if you can track it down, from what I understand, it was brilliant. Okay. I got a couple questions here, Mike, that might tie in. Actually, well, I, I don't want to derail you. Who, who else is at the con that you remember? Alex Ross, is, is he going to be there? Uh, Dan Didio is going to be there, Okay, I well, I mean, that's his backyard. He's got to go. be there. Um, so, uh, you know, that means Joe will be there. Joey Q will be there, too. Right? Probably. Okay. Yeah, dueling masters. Yeah. Lee Van Cleef. Remember, we used, to see, uh, we used to see Joe Q here a lot. What, right? here at the store? At the store, on sets, um, at events that Kevin would be at. Yeah. Him, uh, you know, Jimmy P., Jimmy Palmiotti. Jimmy and uh, his, uh, I believe they got married Amanda... Connor? Connor, yes. Amanda Connor. Sweet woman. Yes. Pink As a matter of fact, yeah, Amanda, is Amanda Connor going to be there? I know that uh, awesome. Jill Thompson's going to be at Comic-Con, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Okay. I might be, but I don't think... Is there anybody you're looking for? Well, I guess you wouldn't name them if you were looking forward to it, besides Mark <laughs> Hamill. Um, Mark Hamill would be... If if we could sit down and talk to somebody, Mark Hamill's think, the guy I'd want oh, to. I gotta, yeah, I mean, I think between the both of us, we'd have a million questions. Oh, yeah. But uh, tying into the uh, you know the writers or artists, um, what's the best what's the best comic creative team in your opinion right now? Uh, our friend Tyrant Nick is naming a Burn Claremont, Burn slash Claremont, or uh, Wolfman Perez. Oh my God! Well, you're talking my childhood. Those those both those teams were phenomenal. Okay. There was so much magic that came out. I mean, it was uh, you know to begin with, it was Claremont Burn on X Men. And they did some of the, the most seminal work. Uh, Dark Phoenix Saga, Proteus, you know, the, the Savage Land. I mean, there's so many story arcs that I could name that would, they introduced Kitty Pride, uh, Dazzler, <laughs> the Disco Dazzler. Right. So you're at the Spinner, you see those names. You're pit, you were, you were, oh, I'm, up. I'm picking them all you're up. You're picking them up. Oh, yeah. Sight unseen. Yeah, without no, not, not sight unseen, but because I know exactly, you know, what they are. But yeah, Burn Claremont. They are, you know, um, titans. And speaking of titans, um, Wolfman and Perez loved their stuff. I lived and breathed the new Teen Titans back when I was um, 12, 13 years old. Awesome. Yeah. As right a matter on. of fact, I have a, a kind of a funny story. I got, um, if you punch in uh, my name under Google, it comes up under a titans thing. I had a uh, letter printed 
in issue 26. And it got published. Yeah. You were, uh, you won the no prize. Yeah, I, I didn't win any no prizes, but, um, I got, it was the weirdest thing. You penned a letter? People wanted to be in. my pen pal from, uh, Rahway State Penitentiary. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was warned that that might happen. The local yeah. jail. The local jail. Yeah. And I was warned because the cons, they, they got, um, they got some, uh, comic readers in jail. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> that's not contraband then. No, no, not contraband. A, okay. And I'm sure they use Starfire pictures as con- as uh, called not collateral as a uh, conjugal. Uh... I'm sure they use them for that too. Okay. As, um, as money. Oh, currency. Currency. There you go. Okay. Oh, God. They, they trade comics for uh, packs of mackerel. You familiar mm. with the mackerel? Uh, as a... <laughs> uh, is that like fresh fish? No, not at all. They're oh, okay. uh, apparently oh. in the uh, prison commissaries. A pack of mackerel is equivalent to a dollar. Okay. And um, instead of trading, you know, real money, uh, they trade max. They call them. Thank God, because I was going in a you know what, totally Mike? different place. You know what, Mike? Don't go to jail. I'm not going uh, to jail. Uh, unpleasant place. <laughs> stick and with the uh, being a superhero. Stick, yeah, stick with, with truth, the winners. Justice. There you go. American way. And, <laughs> Thanks, uh, Mike. Yes. So, uh, um, and uh, we uh, we may be at the con. I'm not really sure, um, but I may I believe uh, possibly in conjunction with the TV show. Oh, that'd be cool. They may be shooting you, you know, looking for treasure, or trash, or trash, yeah, or trash, or or interviewing Mark ha- Mark Hamill. That'd be pretty that sweet. That would be great. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. I mean, all I want is, uh, I mean, con wise, uh, I want that exhibitor badge, which I've been lucky enough to uh, acquire. Whenever I've been able to go to a con, which basically gets you right in. You're like uh, like Wayne in Wayne's World. You're just oh yeah, yeah, the Alice Cooper concert. Yeah, yeah. Appropriately enough, Uh, yeah. That's who I'd love to meet too. I mean, he's not going to be there. Alice Cooper. (laughs) Just to ask the one question: Did you call the store, Alice? If you're listening, call the store now, Mike. I know you want you want to believe (laughs) you called the store. I don't. Sorry, I think he, Mike. I'm convinced he's, he called the store. Did um did Alice do any comics? I'm, uh, there I was a Marvel. Out? There was a Marvel premiere. Marvel premiere. I mean, because um, he's a comic book character, man. I mean, yeah, Marvel yeah. premiere fifty. Man, he was. You come right out of a comic book. Yes. <laughs> nice segue. Sorry. No, that was all right. Sorry, love entering. So. <laughs> um, he was in Marvel premiere fifty. He, uh, they drew a comic around him and Nurse Rosetta. Really? Yeah. All he right. tried to escape from an, uh, an insane asylum. All right. I mean, he really is a comic book character come to life. That, that he's, Alice, so. he's Alice Cooper. Yeah. I mean, that's. I don't have to say anything more than that. He's Alice Cooper. Right on. Speaking of con, you remember your first con? Uh, my first con was in, I believe, a church basement. Okay. It was yeah. low key. It was very low key or, or a VFW. Does, he, does that count? I guess it counts. It counts. Okay. They all count, especially back in the 70s. Okay. Uh, I mean, were they? Did you you remember getting any gems? Is that uh? I you... found comic books that I I had wanted. You know, uh, the editor's note. Yeah, were there uh, were there stores around back in the seventies like Bonafide? No, so you no, had no to go to comic stores. You had to go to dirt malls or drug stores or drug stores, or, flea um, markets. I remember. Uh, I don't know. Bookstores do bookstores still carry comics too? Like a no. Walden books with the spinner? Okay. No, I think no. that's where I would get. It was Krausers, uh, Five and Dimes. Okay. And there were a couple stores. places like Mom and Pops in Red Bank. There were two that we used to get our comics from. Or Dennis at Collingwood. Or Dennis at Collingswood. <laughs> yeah, you took your life into your own hands. There was a place in Peddler's Village back when there was a Peddler's Village. Yeah. Down in the, uh, I forget which circle it was. 
35 circle. So church basement. So these are probably mostly collectors, other collectors. And other collectors. Selling off their fat, shit. Fat, sweaty guys. Okay. <laughs> kind of, you know. Trying to make a buck. Worrisome looking people, yeah. Right on. How do you, how do you find out about a church con? Uh, my brother heard about it and he took me. That's awesome. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Are there, I mean, are there little rinky-dink cons like that anymore? Sure. Oh, yeah. They still have... Um, I know they'll do like a card and maybe comic show at a mall. Yeah, all you have to do is hang out with Rob Bruce for an hour and a half, and he'll take you to like three of them. Our uh, our, our friend Rob, our neighborhood Bruce. wacko. <laughs> yeah, Rob if you Bruce, want to call him, who, uh, you'll probably remember that name, folks, Robert Rob Bruce, Bruce, because you uh, may be hearing that name again. He, um, might be, he might be living in your shrubbery. Yeah, he might. Uh, I think my first con that I can remember, I didn't go to until I was uh, late in high school. Man. Uh, went to the Motor City Comic Con. Oh, Detroit. nice! That's a big one. Actually, it wasn't Detroit's was Dearborn. It was much smaller back then. Well, it's like the Chicago Con was in Rosemont, but you oh, still I mean, this the is Chicago this, Con. Uh, Motor City was. I mean, I think it's huge now. But back then, uh, I, I mean, I want to say it was probably. I think it was at a high school, even possibly, or uh, or a small convention center. Uh, but at the time, uh, the big draw was James O'Barr. Oh, very nice. Who uh, created the Crow. the Crow? And um, you know, at the time, the Crow had just come out, so I. Thought it was all you know, Brandon Lee, half Asian, so you know, I thought the movie was cool, and uh, yeah, I got to I got to meet him. Although he was definitely on something, <laughs> he was on something. I uh, I don't know what it was. Uh, whatever brings you way way down. I mean, he oh was down God. to begin well, with. I you was know. gonna say if he's taking you know, dude, something to bring him down, dude's got a sad story. His, yeah. uh, his fiance got hit by a drunk driver, which yeah. prompted him to write The Crow, yeah. which turned into a movie and then turned into a bunch of bad sequels. Yeah. I wonder what's up with him now. I wonder what I he's doing. Know. He might. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he's probably living off that. When you say bad sequels, just remember that the checks didn't bounce. So there you go. I guess, but you know, City of Angels, and then I can't remember what the other ones were called. Uh, but that he, that dude was, uh, he was, he was more low key than Brian Johnson on a bad day. <laughs> That's pretty low key. But he did sign a lithograph for me, which is hanging in my childhood bedroom still. I think I don't think my parents took it down. I think it's still up there. You're going to want to make sure about that because it's probably worth something. Really? Yeah. All right. I'm going to look that up. Uh, but, you know, from there, uh, you know, I, I, um, it was bigger and better. I went to San Diego in 2003 as part of the job. Of course. And um, I think the, la- the last one I must have went to was New York, I believe, um, a couple of years ago, 2007, eight. It was a while ago. When you when you peeled the side off of the truck? Uh, no, I think I actually went the year after that too, Yikes. but I decided not to drive to that one. Um, probably, a, not a bad idea. Yeah. And I believe, uh, now as in 2011, the New York Comic Con has gotten their shit together because that first year they were in operation, wasn't really pretty. They put it in the smaller part of the Javits Center and it got overcrowded. Right. There were fire marshals. There were vendors who left the premises and couldn't get back into their tables. Yeah, I remember that. There were a lot of pissed people. Yeah, Daily News covered that. I think it wasn't front page, but it was like on page three. Yeah, so. uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure the Post uh, had something to say about it. I it was no a wacky headline. Um, but uh, I mean, the cons seem to be bigger and better than ever these days, though. People buying the three, four day passes. Oh, sure. Um, you don't want to miss anything. I yeah. mean, they have been making some big announcements, yeah. like the you know the DC, the new fifty two. Yeah, um. and uh, I mean the thing I love is uh, you know reading tweets from comic book fans, just uh, you know counting like months in advance, saying you know they got their passes, how excited they are, they're you know they're thinking about it months out, getting their costumes ready, getting their costumes ready, 
Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So uh, that was my first con experience, and um, I, yeah, I'm kind of hoping we go to New York as uh, as um, you know, ho- hopefully we get some special access. That'd be cool. And get know, some buzz going. Some buzz. For the, oh, sure. Yeah, going yeah. For the show, That'd be absolutely. Good. So I mean, yeah, I mean, in the past we've been the only reason we were. Well, I mean, you were there to pick up stuff for the store, but we would. Traditionally, run a booth there, right? For with graffiti, with designs. graffiti design, selling yeah. merchandise, and you know, while that was fun, uh, you know, it's a different kind of experience, <laughs> different kind of kind of experience. Yeah, pretty much, especially when different you can't kind go of, anywhere. Kind of experience. Now, Walt's big uh, story about me at a con was uh, me eating con sushi. Ah, oh, why would you do that? Was probably not a good idea. No. I didn't get sick off. That's like getting gas station sushi. Yes, not um, not. Not ideal, but you know what? Uh, at the time, it was quantity, not quality, Mike. Quantity, not quality. So, but True. Uh, I do not recommend the con sushi. And uh, if you're if you're going to your Comic Con for this first time, uh, my other advice is uh, get your Starbucks off premises. Don't uh, get it okay. there because you're gonna be waiting in a long ass line. True. Um, and I think that's my only advice. A, ca- a camel pack of, um, of Starbucks. Of Starbucks, yes. Sure. And uh, my other advice, you know, um, you know, one that I can impart to you, uh, don't be too creepy around the booth, babes. The booth, <laughs> the booth slots. Yeah, don't go down Artist Try Alley to, and hit uh, on the uh, Are the, the porn stars? Artists. Oh, or the, the female artists. No, the porn stars are used to getting hit on, but still, it's it's bad form. Sure. Yeah. Does that still happen? I'm, uh, I'm porn stars I'm still hang, still have boots there? I guess. I. You know what? Last time I was at at a con, I think it was the same con you were at. Yeah. We, we were dropping stuff off for uh, for Chappie. Right. Bob Chapman. Uh, yes. Graffiti Designs. Yes. The, uh, the linchpin of graffiti designs. There you go. And, yeah, um, yeah um, we went to Grace Papaya. Yes, we did. For lunch. It was nice. Yes, we did. So, uh, you know, if you want to see Brie Olson... Come to your Comic Con. I don't know. What about Maybe. April O'Neil? Is she going to be there? I don't know. You should call her and invite At, her and personally invite her personally to uh, your Comic Con. Yep, uh, that would be cool because I think uh, you know, uh, unlike most of these uh, porn stars who show up to get a booth, they're in it for the cash. I think she'd be in it for the uh, the geekdom, the geekdom. That's cool. The storylines, the, the Doctor geek cred, Who, the go. Doctor Whoisness. Is that a word? Yes, Doctor Whoisness. Yes. There so, you go. You got it. Yeah. Awesome. Now you now you see now we're getting in our group. That's yes. Good. Now uh, one thing I wanted to do on this, I don't know if you had it earmarked as well. We kind of made our own kind of bullet points, and uh, thought we kind of pick them off one by one. Was uh, to recommend a book and a trade paperback for the week. Good deal, Ming. Why don't you go first? All right. My book of the week, Mike, is uh, you know I actually read. I went through. Uh, I tried to get through four of the DC Fifty Two reboot titles. Okay. Uh, I only made it through three. I picked out. Um, Green Arrow number one. Okay. Green uh, Green Lantern number one. All right. Uh, didn't get to Catwoman number one. Okay, read it. Uh, and, it was good. And Batman number one, which okay. I thought was awesome. Yes, I thought it, it was, was fantastic. So that's my pick of the week. If you're new to comics or uh, you haven't picked or you're you're old to comics, haven't picked up any of the DC fifty two titles. Right. Batman number one was awesome. I thought. Batman number one was very good. Yes. I uh, uh, I, I, mean, I endorse I mean, it. Everything, the storyline, the art. Um, they brought back a lot of the villains. I don't. I didn't know a lot of their names, but uh, I don't really want to spoil it. But you know, Batman gets into this huge brawl. Yeah, with, don't like, spoil it. Okay. <laughs> but it's it's a fist of palooza. Yes, and a lot of a lot of gadgets in there, which is which I'm into. I mean, I would fight crime if I had Bruce Wayne's gadgets. No, if you had his money. Well, or you can hire someone to. to go I mean, if I didn't have his money, but if someone gave me, you know, like a freaking, you know, all these gadgets, I would go on and bust some heads. Cool. 
And uh, you know what, uh, they use something called the EMP mask, which yes. you know, you know, EMP. Walt loves EMPs. That was very cool. Uh, I mean, if I had any gripe for Batman number one, was that Bruce Wayne looks like he's nineteen, looks a little young. Okay, you're gonna but have to take be, that up with Dan Didio. Yeah, I mean that might be because I'm used to uh, the uh, the Flanagan Smith Batman, which is a, a little bit older. I'm more mature, more mature, more, more grizzled, more uh, hardened Batman, a veteran Batman, a veteran, yeah, That's, scarred yeah. Batman. Yeah, he, but he's cool. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I recommend it. It's a good start. It was to, a uh, very good, very good start. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if I may add one to that, okay. Nightwing. Nightwing, number, Nightwing one? number one was awesome. Okay, somebody asked, was, actually asked about that as, as uh, if that would be a good way to get back into it, and you were saying yes. It's it was one of, um, like I said, there, the way that DC has to do this, it has to be a softball setup. I mean, sure. uh, they can't establish the timeline just yet. Right. So. Um, very, very well done. You know, you get a lot of personal time with, uh, Dick Grayson. All right. You know, just, just an inner monologue and it was really cool. He, he reconnects with his, uh, circus boy roots. Awesome. You know, cause so many of us have circus boy roots yes. in our past. So. Yes. You included? Um, and me included, right? All right. Um, I also like Bionic Man number two. Kevin Smith's Absolutely. Bionic Man number two. Uh, now, back you- in the day, I read the, um, the script? The, his screenplay, which I thought would, would have made an excellent movie. Yeah, me too. Um, too bad Jim Carrey had to get in there and screw it all up. Yes. Or, well, it wasn't really Jim Carrey's fault. I think someone got fired at Universal Pictures and then whoever got hired after... Uh, That's too many people to blame. I'd rather blame one person and get it over Jim with. Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey. Sure, why not? Okay. Creepy Jim Carrey making <laughs> videos to uh, Emma Stone or whatever. Okay. Well, I'm not going to go there either. You, you, you just sounded like Jim Carrey right there. I'm not going to... In the mask. I'm not even going to go there. All right. I mean, if uh, if you're into the six million dollar man at all, or you know the Bigfoot storyline, mm-hmm. well, I mean, the Bigfoot doesn't show up that I know of. Or uh, if you picked up number number one was a kind of an intro, you know, a reintroduction to Steve Austin mm-hmm. and six million dollar man, the the uh, the big accident, Oscar Goldman. Right. I the, would I would love for Kevin to keep doing this after they do his screenplay. Yeah. I would love for him to just hit those high points like the Bionic Man. Uh, meets Bigfoot, Bionic Bigfoot. Oh yeah, love to see what his yeah, take like on that was. Yeah, like a backstory on the aliens. Uh, exactly, the aliens uh, I'd that love brought to the uh, the seven million dollar man. Yes, uh, Monty Markham. Yes. So I mean, if you read number one, I mean, you knew what happened already. If you were sure. a six million dollar man, uh, issue two takes a bigger bite bigger, out of it. Bigger bite um, introduces some new characters, some new storylines. You know, Rudy's back. Little, Rudy, little older, balder, and uh, he's wearing glasses. <laughs> but you know, Rudy. Rudy is Rudy. Rudy could be anybody. No, no, there are only two Rudys: or, Alan Oppenheimer and uh, Martin Martin Campbell. Martin is that? Isn't it Martin Balsam? I can't. No, Martin Balsam was uh, original, <laughs> and he was in Archie's place. Um, uh, okay, you're going way over my head now. You're going before my time, I think. I am. Right on. Uh, so uh, trade of the trade paperback of the week. Now I prefer trades because uh, I don't like waiting for. I don't like waiting. Period. I don't like no, waiting for storylines to continue. You're you know, quite I want efficient. it. I want everything in one. So uh, you know, trades are a good way to do that. Plus, it's a little cheaper. Okay. I think you know you can pick. It's up. easier to find. It's easier to find. Okay. And what is your trade of the week? My trade of the week is uh, Starman: Sins of the Father. Starman: Sins of the Father. Yes. Starman's a great run by James Robinson. Yes. Yeah, Starman. Uh, if you don't know, uh, you know, was a was a Golden Age 
superhero, and yes. uh, this was kind of like a reboot, a reintroduction, uh, an updated Starman. It's, I think, or um, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike. A legacy hero. Yes. You would call him a legacy hero because he takes up the mantle of his father. Right. Uh, after, and I'm not going to give this spoiler away. After uh, his brother. David took up the mantle and was killed. Yes. almost immediately. You know, I mean, pretty over. much in the first page. Yeah, he gets killed. So, so yeah, not much of a spoiler there for you, folks. Yeah, this uh, trade was actually recommended to me by Scott Mosier about ten years ago. So, I mean, if you know Scott, he only reads good shit. Yeah, Scott's got good taste. And uh, so I picked up on his recommendation, mm-hmm. and um, you know, any uh, I mean, I've read it maybe twenty times, and uh, it's fantastic. Jack Knight, there you go, Starman. Um, and, uh, I mean, there, are, I, I actually have the one that came after that. I, I haven't gotten to it yet. Uh. I keep rereading that. <laughs> well, I mean, that first one was so good. I keep rereading it. I actually have all the omnibus, omnibuy. Yeah. Whatever the plural of omnibus are. There are six of them for the Starman series. And it, it just goes in chronological order. And it's just a phenomenal read. Yeah, it I think is. um I think these days, you know, I'm a little older, I'm thirty seven. I think I'm more into the superheroes who are more human. Right. Or or who aren't super uh and, you know, uh who haven't been blessed with powers at all. I get that. So or who kind of stumble into them. But like, you also uh, get that fantasy you wanna be cl- yeah. you wanna be Superman. You wanna like throw on that cape and be able to fly. Yeah. Or you know, I want I wanna run around with a you know, with a gun shooting zombies. So you know Rick Grimes. I think everybody's got that apocalypse fantasy or, um, going on. You know, on. I want to I want to touch a weird metallic electronic object and be able to control machines like uh, Mitchell Hundreds, Ex Machina. Oh, very so. very nice little. Uh, <laughs> or nice or drop. Uh, or Jack Knight, who you know he's just a regular this, guy. He, I mean, he doesn't want even want to become a crime fighter. Cosmic and, rock. Um, you know, uh, he, he it, it just it's just destiny. But he goes about his own way. And he tried to tell, he he does it the cool way. Yeah, put it like that. He does it the cool way. So, yeah, he's uh, like a marshal in the old west. Yeah, he straps on the the star. And, yes. and cleans out the star uh, of the Opal. tank goggles and uh, yeah, Opal City. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think the trade is what it's like fourteen ninety five. Fourteen ninety five. If that so, pick that up if you if you wander into a store. Yes, Starman it's, Sins of the a, Father. It's a great book. It's a great read. It's awesome. You got one. I. Told you, I've got all six of the Omnibus, Omnibuy. No, no, do you have a, a pick? You have a oh, do I? Of the week? You know what? I'm, uh, I want to thank, um, a friend of the store, Kevin Casson, for, uh, picking up on my trade of the week last week. Okay. The, uh, the Teen Titans Omnibus, New okay. Teen Titans, the Perez and Wolfman. Fantastic. Um, he picked it up, I sent it out. Um, one of these weeks, I'll get his take on it and, let you know if it was a thumbs up or a thumbs down for him. But uh, thanks, Kev, not Kev. Um, do right, I have a trade this week? Anything that you, anything that came, anything new? Any Actually, new trades come in? We get new trades in every week, but I'm going to do an old trade. Okay. And it's, um, this is in response to uh, someone who asked about Superman. I think it was Shroot One. He said he loves him some Superman. So, um, if you love Superman and you haven't picked it up yet, um, Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow by Alan Moore. All right. I'm writing that down right now if you hear me scribbling. Sure. It's uh, Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow in right. trade paperback. And I believe it also reprints. It reprints a two-part. It, it was the goodbye when they DC did a reboot uh, back in 87, Crisis on Infinite Earths, when they swept everything under the rug. And this was DC's goodbye present to uh, to Superman fans. Okay. 
She had Kurt Swan, who was leaving the book. He was the the seminal Superman uh, artist for close to three decades. And he was just leaving the book before John Byrne took it over. Awesome. And he and Alan Moore um, came up with this swan song. It was just a truly spectacular goodbye. All right. Whatever happened to the man of tomorrow. That's right. All right. Right on. All right. Uh, before we go, we were... We're planning on going an hour. We went a little over. Uh oh. Which you know, which is fine because we're on a roll, dude. We are. We're on a roll. But uh, you know, typically, uh, I think we'll probably try to keep it around an hour because okay. two is a little much. I think even <laughs> yeah, for you, I think so. even for me. But uh, I, I, I dug this up in uh, um, on the on Maxim's website. You know, I, I was just reading the articles, Mike. Okay. Uh, but they came out with an article uh, about a year ago called the best, the twelve best comic book moments in non comic book movies. Awesome. All right, so I'm going to go with number 12. Actually, a lot of these movies I, I'd never seen. Uh, number 12 was Breathless from 1983, Richard which is Deere. actually a remake, yes. Uh, where uh, the Silver Surfer. lead character is obsessed with the Silver Surfer. Right. Saw it many times. Yes. So uh, that was number 12. Only for um, the comic book references, that number 12, folks. Uh, really, that's, all right. Uh, number 12, or number 11, Catch Me If You Can. Where, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Barry yeah, Allen. Yes, he calls up Barry Allen, and that's where uh, Ratty, Agent Henry, figures out that he's a kid. Right on number ten, Half Baked, nineteen ninety eight. Oh, Half Baked. Um, not really sure where the comic book reference. I didn't see Half Baked. Uh, oh yeah, Abba Zabba, you my best friend. Right. You my only. Oh, friend. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Up. All right, right on. Uh, what was it? It was uh, oh the um the dog. They had the uh, the Wonder Weed, and the dog flew out the window. Right, so kind of like a crypto yeah. callback. And Stephen Wright was in that movie, too. Yes. All right, number nine, Mike, Crimson Tide. Crimson Where Tide. Where they're, uh, they're arguing about, yes, two of the uh, guys on the supper uh, arguing about the Silver Surfer again. Silver Surfer, big with... Uh... Yeah, well, Tarantino wrote that line. Yeah, he, uh, he, he went out and then punched up the script. Okay. But, uh, yeah, there's a big altercation, and the two dudes are um, arguing about the Silver Surfer. Uh, number eight, the toy, Richard Pryor, dresses up as Spider-Man. Oh, that's number right, and under ruse. And under ruse. Number seven, Adventures in Babysitting, Mike, favorite of yours. Oh, yeah. Yes, little girl. Elizabeth Shue uh, with Thor. Yes. And who girl. played Thor? It would be Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio, that's yes. right. Yes, number six, Mike, Maximum Overdrive, Stephen King. <laughs> Adaptation. Green uh, Goblin. Green Goblin tacked up on the grill of, okay, you remember that? Number five, uh, one of the top five movies in my book, True Romance. Okay. Clarence Worley worked in a comic book store. That, that was Christian Slater, Christian Slater, right? Slater yeah. yeah. I had forgotten that he worked in a store. I, I, for some reason <laughs> last night, I was looking up YouTube clips of uh, True Romance. Okay. And uh, yeah, I don't know for I don't know why I forgot he he worked in a comic book store, scored him a, scored him Patricia Arquette, Mike. That that could have been my life, folks. Uh, I mean, you are the Clarence, you are Clarence Worley, dude. Not quite. You are Mike. It's White Boy Day. Did you know it was White Boy Day? <laughs> I did not. It's know. White Boy Day. Okay. Uh, number four, the Goonies. Chunk, Goonies. The uh, the Superman shirt. Right. Hey, you guys. I don't know. Uh, I'd move True Romance up above the Goonies, but that's uh. Uh, well, you don't work for Maxim now, do you? No, I don't. So there you uh, go. Number three, a movie we both know and love and talked incessantly about last week, The Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Awesome. 
Uh, number two, you know, because it's Maxon, they put in Charlie's Angels, Cameron Diaz, Diaz dancing around in a pair of spread around underwears. Yeah. Eh, you know, okay. That's, hey, yeah. You know, nice, but all right. And number one, Kill Bill Volume 2. I don't know if you remember this, Mike, but uh, there's a huge Superman story near the end that David Carradine talks about. And um, I'm going to have to pull, I'm going to pull that clip for next week because okay. it's awesome. About how Clark Kent, uh, how Superman is dressing up as Clark Kent as the weaker, uh, the weaker species because that's how he sees the world, and how he can never escape being the superhero, just like Beatrix Kiddo is a killer, and she can never escape that Mike. Okay. So uh, that's 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 what I got right there. I know. So now I've got to go and watch Bill uh, Kill Bill Volume Two. When was the last time you saw it? Three years ago. Okay. So I got to do it again. I, actually, you know what? The Kill Bills are running. They've been running back to back almost every night on AMC, Mike. AMC, both, one of our favorite networks. Yes, on both volumes. So, awesome. So, uh, and, you know, Tarantino, big comic book fan. I think, I mean, he has some kind of reverence in every one of his movies. We should make a list. A true Romance, you know, Clarence. Drinking game for the, the listeners out there. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs. I'm trying to remember if there's a comic book reference in there. I mean, there has I'm to almost, be. Yes, there is. Um,. I think it's a Silver Surfer one. When they go to, uh, what's his name's, his apartment, he's got a oh, Silver God. Surfer poster. Oh, God, I had that, I had that clip, uh, pulled, um, yeah, I had that clip here somewhere, actually. Yes. There you go. The, the commode story. There you go. Yes, the thing. Motherfucker looks like the thing. <laughs> That's right. Wait a minute. Lawrence Fantastic Tierney. Four with that bendy guy and that, that invisible bitch. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, Pulp Fiction, there's one in there somewhere, but uh should have done my research better on that. But with that, uh a couple couple of quick plugs, Mike, okay. if I may. This Sunday is the, the theatrical release of Red State. Awesome. Awesome, um, awesome. Showing in uh, thirty six theaters on thirty eight screens because the IFC Center in New York is running at, at seven and ten. And the uh there's a theater in San Francisco also running at seven o'clock. Or no, I had four and seven in San okay. Francisco. Now, the screening is unique because uh, not only do you get to see the movie on a big screen, it's going to be followed up by an interactive Q&A with Kevin where uh, they're going to beam a live Q&A. He's going to be in L.A. It's going to be beamed to theaters all across the country. And uh, it's a Q&A. So uh, what you would do is sit there on your iPhone or your BlackBerry. You could tweet him a question, and he'll answer it. And that will be followed up with a live uh, Hollywood Babylon with him and Ralph Garman. So... Um, our local theater here, Mike, is in Deal, New Jersey. It's called the uh, Axelrod Performing Arts Center. Yes, know it well. Uh, do you? Yeah. Because uh, Michael I actually... Michael was there. Who? The Boy Who Loves Batman. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, actually, uh, I wasn't familiar with, with this theater until I went and visited yesterday. I met the uh, owner, dude named Jess Levy. And uh, it's an awesome theater. I went in there. He flipped out all the equipment for me. ran some clips. Oh, really? And, um, so you got to watch a little bit. Yeah. Oddly enough, it's attached to a yeshiva. Yes. You know, rabbinical, uh, I believe, uh, you know, where you go rabbinical, to rabbinical yeah. school. So right. uh, it kind of hidden away in Deal, New Jersey. So I'm going to be there on Sunday, Mike. Film starts at 7. Uh, the Meet Ming Chen at the Axelrod Theater. Q&A is at 8.30. So, uh, yeah, come on out or uh, see it at your local theater. Go to coopersdell.com to find the list. But, you know, California, uh, I think even California, North Carolina, Michigan, okay. Illinois, Jersey. Almost everywhere. Okay. New York. I'm just throwing out states here. There you go. Uh, so that's going to be pretty awesome with the... Um, District of Columbia. Yeah, and as Kevin says, if this live Q&A works out, uh, it'll turn into, you know, like live 
smartcasts that will be beamed to people who can't make it to the venues. So you know, live Tom, Steve, idea. Dave, live I sell comics, Mike. We could be doing this live. I'm telling you, you know what? Our boss on the cutting edge. Yes, always has been, always will yes, be. Yes, on the bleeding edge, the cutting edge. Now I just got a tweet from yes. somebody who said, uh, "Hey, you never told Dan Didio your idea." Now, what's your idea, Mike? The DC Fifty Two idea. Yes. It's a little too into to get into this week. Okay. Um, it's it's a little too long. So, uh, Dan, if you can. <laughs> Listen next week, and I'm okay. giving you a, a killer idea for free. It's all you, baby. Yes. Or uh, if not, we'll catch up to you in New York. Or we'll catch up. Nah, you can listen next week. Right. Also, uh, if you want to see uh, Tell Him Steve Dave live or Jane Sound Bob Get Old Get Old live, they're going to be at the Count Basie on October 8th. Here in beautiful Red Bank, New Here Jersey. Here in Red Bank. That's going to be a pretty sweet show because uh, they're going to be uh, Jane Kevin their trademark show but uh, opening is a uh, live Walt Flanagan Walt live Flanagan. Brian Johnson live Brian Quinn Mr. Quinn will Quinn be blottoed I don't know <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> you, have to stay tuned for that you're not gonna take any bets on that but as you? you know uh, you know Quinn and Johnson ripped it up in the UK recently. I heard that so, they they killed so you add in Walt and possibly Mike Zapsick and possibly Ming Chen possibly it's gonna be pretty sweet I don't know is is uh, Brian gonna take the challenge Brian Quinn I don't know. We discussed a rematch of the eating contest, yes. as heard on Tell Him Steve Dave, episode 78. He sounded like he didn't want to do it again, but we'll see. Come on. It's just your gastrointestinal system. Yeah. You're wrecking. Yeah. Well, That's all. me and you. So huh. uh, so you want if you want to see me throw up in front of 1,500 people, come out. Tickets you come out and get on Quinn's butt. Tickets are reasonable. They're cheap. They're, they're tiered. So there you, you know, go. you want to sit up front, you can sit up front. You're going to be paying for it, or you okay. just want to hang back. And listen to the funny. It's gonna be a long ass show too. I, I see it going three, four, maybe four hours. Yeah, Kevin's been known to go for a couple of hours there at the yeah. uh, the Basie Theater. Yeah, actually, did you know, Mike? The night before, they're doing a Kevin Smith Film Festival. I did not know that. Uh, they're going to be running starting at on Friday, October seventh, starting at ten thirty. They're going to be running Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma. Jan Bob Strike Back and Clerks 2. So I mean 10:30 at night they start? No, they start at 10:30 in the morning oh, go until 10:30 on Friday. Yeah, and it's free. And it's free, folks. It's free. You, you to, can sleep there. No, you have to you have to pick up the ticket there. It's a ticketed event, but the tickets are free. There you go, folks. You so, heard it here. Kevin is going to have a film festival. Yes, yeah, so for free. Exactly. Well, it's Count Basie's having the film festival. I heard Muse might show up. But it's a Kevin Film Festival. Right. I heard Muse might show up. So Wow. So Added come, bonus. Come out to both of those. Pre- be pretty awesome. So Very cool. All right. So I, that's all I got for this week. We have some kind of sign-off. Like, you know, make mine, make mine step. Make how mine about, Marvel. Or, how about um, Nuff Said? Nuff Said? Nuff Said. Right, that's, a, that's pretty... Uh, Generic. All right. So uh, thanks for staying tuned with us. Uh, if you're looking for the podcast version of this or if anybody's asking... Um, Probably be up tomorrow night. I'm working on the artwork, and uh, i got to add the uh, podcast channel. Oh, great. So and remember, next week, folks, you got something to look forward shortly to. Shortly after, we'll be, uh, we'll be on iTunes. But, uh, yeah, I, I got a lot I didn't get to this week. That's so, cool. Uh, DC52, the big idea. Yeah, so the idea is to go after Kevin and Jay or, uh, or well, to go after the L.A. show every Thursday. Okay, great. So uh, enough said. Enough said. And, um, yeah, see you later, uh, Ming Chen. Michael Zapsick and Nuff Said. Nuff Said. And can I peek? I don't peek. Keep your eyes shut, all right? All right, I'm turning the lights on. Okay, open them. Oh, wow!
place to work. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I got the key, so I just come in, you know, read comics, play music. You worked here a long time? Uh, almost four years. That's a long time. Yeah, I know, but it's not so bad. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm pretty friendly with most of the customers, so I just hang out, you know, bullshit, read comic books. You get paid a lot? Uh, no, that's that's where the trouble comes in the paradise. But the boss, he's a pretty nice guy. He lets you borrow money from time to time if you need it. This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio.